there was more time spent vetting out the protein and vitamins and how they would affect her body than there was the competition prep coach and how that entire process would affect her body. Is bodybuilding about selfies, steroids, magazines, and muscles? How do I become a successful pro bodybuilder or fitness competitor? Where do I even start if I'm new? And the biggest question of all, what are the judges looking for anyway? Even today with the internet, many people first discover bodybuilding by word of mouth. A lack of regulation has caused a boom of unqualified coaches, scattered info, biased advice, dangerous protocols, and posing trends that are a hot mess. After 20 years in the business, I have seen it all. Week after week, I'm gonna talk about taboo topics that get swept under the rug, provide you tips and strategies to gain a competitive edge and stand out on stage in any division or federation. I'm gonna answer all the burning industry questions without the bias. I have competed across six federations, earned pro status in three, and judged in two. I've coached posing and choreography for men and women in all federations and divisions. I know just how much competing means to you. I'm your host, Michelle Welcome, and you are listening to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. Be sure to download your free guide, Five Things Every Bodybuilder and Fitness Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Show at eeinbb.com. That's www.eeinbb.com. Welcome back to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding show. I'm very excited that you're here again. Thank you so much for taking the time. I, I know this is info that will directly influence your entire experience in bodybuilding and perhaps even your longevity and overall enjoyment in the sport. So, hey guys, today I'm gonna talk a little bit about, I want you to know what makes someone credible in the sport of bodybuilding and why I believe credibility is dying. I'm gonna talk about some of the most common bad habits to look out for, how to vet out a coach, and what types of coaches are actually worth the money. I'm going to tell some stories from directly working with clients, and I'm going to share some experience as a judge and a competitor myself. I remember back when I owned my fitness facility this one day, I had been working with a first-time competitor on her posing and presentation for her first figure competition. It was a Tuesday, and it was her final week of prep, and her show was Saturday. So she was only four days away from her first amateur show on a small local stage. Her divisions that she was competing in were novice, and she was going to try the open division as well since she was there. And I'll never forget this person crying in front of me because she was so tired and so hungry. She was dizzy. She could barely stand. She couldn't really even pose. She was lightheaded. She was struggling to find the oomph to do the extra cardio after her posing session with me because she was prescribed more cardio by her prep coach. And when I say prep coach, I mean nutrition and training coach. And she still had three more days to go. I had been working with her for quite a few weeks, and I was watching her body continue to wither away and not in a good way. As you know, the goal of bodybuilding prep is to maintain as much muscle mass as possible while losing body fat. But her trainer had had her on a ton of cardio and very low calories, and this caused her to lose a lot of muscle size. And with her body type, she should never have been on that type of protocol. And, and now she was four days away from her first show, and emotionally, she was crumbling in front of me. The irony is... 
she didn't even look as good as she could have with a protocol that, in my opinion, matched her body type better. Her first show should be exciting and fun. This is not fun, what she's going through. And, and what she was doing was not only unsustainable, it, it really was setting her up for a massive rebound after the show. And having competed as long as I have, I've seen it happen all the time. I know what it's like personally after a show, if you're not prepared for it. I remember going into my stash at my gym. I had a stash of vitamins. And I went into my stash and I grabbed her some of my B vitamins to just to help her feel better, something. That's all I had. And when I brought it over to her, there was this absolute fear on her face of having this B vitamin drink. You guys, it's B vitamins. But you know what she was afraid of? It wasn't the B vitamins. It was like the three grams of carbs in them. She was in mental agony because she didn't want to consume a few carbs, and she feared it was going to ruin her show prep, like three carbs. She had never done a show prep before, so she had no idea that what she was going through was not okay. This is not okay. And she didn't know any better. And she was trusting her coach. The funny part of the story was, get this, so she felt better with some vitamins, okay? But a week after the show, she contacts me to grab the same brand that I gave her, but she wanted to know the ins and outs of the vitamins before that she was able to go grab them herself. And she wanted to talk about the protein powder I take. In fact, her spouse wanted to sit down and go over all of the ingredients of the vitamins, you guys. And nothing crazy. And no, this is not a secret code for some sort of some sort to call vitamins PEDs. This is not performance enhancing drugs. This is vitamins. B vitamins. So the irony of the story is there was more time spent vetting out the protein and vitamins and how they would affect her body than there was the competition prep coach and how that entire process would affect her body. So up until this moment, I had heard other horror stories about competitors and from friends in the sport, but this was the moment that I encountered someone suffering firsthand and I realized just how much of a pattern it really is in our sport. And this was without PEDs. I'll talk about PEDs on another episode. So the pattern in our sport, it goes something like this. Someone calls him or herself a prep coach and shows pictures, amazing pictures of all the competitors' physiques that they work with and what they look like on stage. Competitor now thinks such prep coach has a magic wand and can make him or her look like that. Competitor has never fully felt happy with his or her appearance before and wants to do something extraordinary. Competitor believes prep coach has a magic wand, so it doesn't occur to question the process or ask for any additional credentials. The bodybuilding diet must be hard, since the word on the street says so. And by the way, it's common practice to bring suitcases of desserts and wine to the show. I've seen it, by the way. So you have it to eat the minute you get off stage. So the competitor just goes with whatever the prep coach says to do, good or bad, and they have no clue that this person is going to be responsible for their physical, mental, emotional, and overall health. But watch out for those B vitamins, though. And it's not just with prep coaches that competitors don't fully vet out the process. I see this lack of research and understanding in many other areas of competition prep, too, from stage attire, stage performances. Oh, and here's a biggie. How about the costs involved in competing? You guys, this sport is not an inexpensive sport. Expect it to cost thousands, not hundreds of dollars to compete. 
And I'll deep dive into specific costs involved in the sport on a later show. But just know that financially, bodybuilding, it's kind of like golf. It's just as much of a hobby. People spend so much money on golf. Some I've heard people with hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on golf. And you will spend more, right? You're going to spend more for, on a hobby for better quality supplies, for better lessons, for better coaches to teach you better accessories and venues. You get what you pay for, right? With bodybuilding, the risks are much higher if you go cheap because now your health is at stake. Another common trend people underestimate is how individual this sport is with not just nutrition, but posing and stage presence too. For many, their first show is literally the first time they have ever performed on stage before, except maybe that one time in middle school, 20 or 30 years ago. But most of the people that would come to me for an overhaul of their stage presence, underestimate how much work it is and how much time it will take to be great at it. The biggest pattern I see with many of the competitors I work with is how many have areas of their body they have little mind-body connection. Many times you guys are so darn tight or completely unaware of muscles you're not even firing that are not only inhibiting your training gains, but they're making my posing instruction something much more of an overhaul than you anticipated. Think about dancers for a second. They are limber, agile, and they're completely aware of every part of their body in space. Now think about bodybuilders. They are great at performing exercises at the gym, curling a dumbbell, squatting, and hip thrusting like a boss, but it's not the same thing as performing posing sequences on stage. Posing is more like a dance on stage and requires you to be more in a different state of mind than at the gym where your eyeballs pop out of your head during a heavy lift. It's an opposing epiphany most people it doesn't happen for until you get judges' feedback that says your posing was a hot mess on stage and you need to do something about it. It's only then that you realize there's a lot more to competition prep than just diet and training, and you need to find someone with the proper set of skills to help you. Perfect example. So I remember this one time. I was judging a show and a competitor with an amazing physique was given third place instead of first. She was competing in a division that had a column on our judging sheets for stage presence and overall presentation. This column represented one-third of her score. One-third. I remember distinctly how she stood awkwardly on stage, how she was creating weird shapes with her posing, and how unflattering it made her look, and how she didn't smile or even look like she was having a good time. Her stage presence was one of the worst on that stage. So when she scored lower in the stage presence column, it brought her overall score down, and she placed third. She came up to the judges after the show to receive feedback, and I told her that her stage presence needed improvement. She was absolutely baffled, and she wasn't expecting to hear this. Although she had a coach that helped her with her nutrition and training, she completely underestimated the other components to competing that should have also been a part of her protocol. And now she wasted an entire prep getting her body stage lean, only to not score as high as she could have had she been more prepared for the actual stage performances. So where do you even begin to vet all this stuff out? Well, some of what I'm, I'm about to share is going to be unpopular, but someone needs to say it. All right, so you ready? All right. Well, here are three things you can do to vet out any type of coach. And really, this can apply to any of the custom services offered in the industry as well. Number one, find out their credentials. And by credentials, I don't mean number of social media followers, how great they look in their come-hither photos, or the one show they did last year that they got a first-place trophy at. 
find out their education background. And unless they have a ton of experience, and it better be more than just a personal training certification, since I believe personal training and competition prep training are two separate professions. If you're researching a prep coach, he or she needs to have advanced knowledge about nutrition, exercise, health markers, and proper recovery, since competition prep is a dance of all of those components. Your body will be taken to a very low level of body fat, so someone who has advanced education, such as a PhD in nutrition and or exercise physiology, is is my personal preference. But think about it. Would you go to a doctor that never went to medical school? Think about it. So if a prep coach does not have a PhD with a formal education, find out instead if he or she has earned a higher level of education based on the amount of years and clients they have worked with. Now, if you've ever ever read the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, it's a great book. It's a fascinating read about the best, the brightest, the most famous, and the most successful people in what made them different. He mentioned in the book a 10,000-hour rule, which basically means that in order to achieve greatness, you need an enormous amount of time under your belt. He goes on to say that you can achieve this 10,000-hour rule in any profession after just 20 hours a week for 10 years. So some people can rack up the 10,000 hours in a lot less time than others. But having said that, a prep coach can be an expert with enough years of consistent experience as well. So I, I, I do suggest finding out how long they've been coaching and any advanced education they have and how many clients they have worked with. The second thing you can do to vet out an industry professional is to ask for references. And if they push back, I would highly consider that a red flag and wonder what else are they are hiding. You want to talk with others this person has worked with to find out about their demeanor and their level of responsiveness. How do they treat their clients? How quickly do they respond to questions? Are they even receptive to questions? You want to make sure that the personality of a coach is something you want to work with, and you will have questions. You want someone that will take the time to answer them and not make you feel stupid for even asking them. There's going to be coaches that are humble, respectful, enthusiastic, and they genuinely want to see you succeed. But there are coaches that, more than anything, want to see themselves succeed. And they will boast about the number of wins that they have every chance they get. So the road to the competition stage is a long one, and it's a very personal experience for you. So don't underestimate how important it is to work with coaches that mesh with your personality. And the third thing you can do to vet out a coach is something that most often never even occurs to people. The third thing you need to do while vetting out industry professionals is to find out if they have any preference or restrictions on coaching athletes for specific federations. This goes not for just prep coaches, but also posing coaches, suit designers, group workshops. When I started in bodybuilding, you could compete wherever you wanted, and there wasn't this stigma attached to it if you tried a different federation like there is today. I've competed in six federations over my career, and, and I'm happy I did because every federation experience was different, and I learned firsthand where I fit best and where I'll never compete again. It also gave me the foundation to coach athletes on their stage performances across all divisions and federations. So today, it's much more complicated. With the rise of social media, there's also been the rise in the popularity of teams with prep coaches as leaders. So people walk around wearing clothes with their team logo at shows, and for many, that can be attractive to feel like they're part of something. But it can also be limiting because oftentimes prep coaches will only prepare clients for specific federations. This is not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying to be aware of it. It's something to be aware of. 
when you're vetting out a coach and you want to try different federations. And that's the same thing with the posing workshops and the suit designers and the posing coaches. Often there are people that only know the posing style of one federation or only know one style for one division. Regarding suit designers, there are different looks for suits depending on one category and the federation. So it's important to find someone who knows the specifics. So there's one principle I want you to take away from this episode today. This one principle is that you need to see right now that there are different specialties in bodybuilding that need to be vetted out separately because literally anyone can call himself or herself a contest prep coach or a posing coach simply by proclaiming they are a coach. This means that someone can literally compete in one show, win a trophy, and go on social media to market themselves as a posing coach or a contest prep coach and get clients. Often, they only know or work with one federation or one division, and this can be limiting for you if you aren't sure where you want to compete. And also, this is absolutely critical, you guys. There's a major difference between a personal trainer who is educated in teaching you how to exercise, how to do correct form, and can provide a general overview of healthy nutrition. That's lifestyle. Then there's a contest prep coach where in most divisions, you will bring your body fat levels down from fit to a level of leanness that will be unhealthy to maintain for a long period. There is also a major difference between going to posing workshops to learn how to pose from someone who has earned pro status and poses well themselves in that one federation. They're going to show off their beautiful stage presence. They're going to tell you to watch and follow what they do. And this is generic. And you're simply learning the basics. You won't learn how to be great. You're not going to learn how to structure your posing practice so that you can get better on your own. Then there is hiring someone who analyzes your strengths and weaknesses, gives you structure to follow to get better, and helps you create your own individual persona so you're a standout. And you're not hanging out on, on the side of the stage like a potted plant during prejudging. Bodybuilding is not an inexpensive sport in more ways than just financial. Take the time to vet out prep coaches and posing coaches. You know, prep coaches and posing coaches are like dentists versus the orthodontist. They're related fields, but they're two very different specialties. If you have the right team of people, bodybuilding can be a very fun hobby that you can do into your 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode and hopefully this lesson was powerful for you. That's the biggest thing I want you to see. Well, hey, Michelle, I'm a competitor already. Well, that's great. Often you could be doing well, but there could be reasons you could be doing better. There's always room for improvement, especially as as the stakes get higher and the difference in competitors is becoming smaller and smaller. Now, one could be that you might not be working with the right people and you don't even realize it. And I'm going to be talking more about that. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please go ahead and leave me a review on Spotify and iTunes. I'd really appreciate that. I want to keep doing these and it's just fun to see the feedback and see if you actually like it. Give some honest feedback. I don't I don't care if you hate it. Feedback in general, I, I would love that. And if you would like to go ahead and get a PDF download on the five tips you need to know before your next competition, go to www.eeinbb.com. That's eeinbb.com. Guys, I'll see you in the next episode. What are the things you need to know before competing in a bodybuilding competition? The Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast is dedicated to taking out the guesswork in the industry and exposing all these strategies. Learn five things I think you should know before your next show by downloading your free ebook called Five Tips Every Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Competition at www.eeinbb.com. 
It's all the no-nonsense information you need, whether you are male or female, bodybuilder, physique, figure, bikini, or wellness competitor. It's free, so just go download my five tips every competitor needs to know before your next show at eeandbb.com.